to have the resort, um, you got to have the restaurants. You got to have all those offerings besides the casino. You know, I'm no more important than, you know, any other aspect of the business. You got to have, you know, the beautiful golf course and the pool. That's what makes it stand out as a resort, you know, to have all those offerings, you know, because guests are, it keeps guests there. It keeps them happy and everything. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Reynard. And I'm Jillian Quarter. We're excited to bring you the authentic stories and experiences of Southwest Louisiana with all the tools you need to build your own personal Lake Charles itinerary. Another great show for you today, episode number 32 of the podcast, as we will be headed back to a casino resort. We're talking to Kevin McCarthy, the executive chef of the Lobert's property, and it is a conversation where you're probably going to leave starved. So, forewarning, eat before you listen to this episode. And speaking of eating, we're going to begin the show as always with the Taste of Southwest Louisiana, a segment we call On V Eats. And you know the drill by now, On V Eats is the part of the show where we go to a local restaurant and give you the lowdown of what they're serving and kind of give you our experience there at the restaurant. This week, we'll go to Johnny Sanchez, the newest restaurant at Lauberge, opened just earlier this year, and boy, are they incredible. It's beautiful, first of all. The property itself, the restaurant, um, it really brings you into a whole um, experience. And I really think that's the purpose, right? Because the giant murals all over the wall are actually telling the story of the owner's family. The owner, Aron Sanchez, he's a uh, New Orleans-based uh, award-winning chef. He's a TV personality, cookbook author. I mean, this guy is as big as it gets when it comes to the culinary scene, works well with guys like Gordon Ramsay, who everyone knows. So Aron Sanchez is kind of on a level of its own. So for us to have his restaurant here is such a big deal. And he has his story of his family there on the wall through the murals. And it's just a really cool, fun atmosphere uh, there in LaBerge. It is. He has a really big personality. If you've ever watched him on television or uh, on YouTube before, he's got a great personality and he's really pumped that into this restaurant. And I also love that the restaurant's layout, I would call it deceptively large. Because you walk in and you think, oh, it's just a kind of a little corner booth and the bar and that's it. But then if you kind of poke your head, you realize that it kind of stretches pretty far in there. And then the doors open and it's an entire patio that's probably equal in size of what the inside is. And you know me, patio seating is where I live. So anytime I get to eat outdoors, I'm a happy camper. And this is a beautiful place to do it. And you're right on the lazy river of La Berge. So it's picturesque. The food is perfect. We'll talk about the food in a second. It's just a really great atmosphere. Agreed. I, it, it really is hard to beat. I can only imagine um, coming in when it's even a little bit warmer and the sun is just perfectly out. It's it's going to be one of those scenes that's going to be hard to beat anywhere in southwest Louisiana. For sure. I mean, we ate on the patio in December, which in Louisiana you can actually do and be just comfortable. But uh, during the summer months and when the pool is open and ready to go, I mean, that's that's a fun time for sure. As far as what they do for food, they say that they bridge traditional Mexican food with a cutting-edge modern approach. And I really can see that throughout their dishes because, you know, there's the checkbox things that you expect to have in any type of Mexican restaurant, the tacos, burritos, quesadillas, and then stuff like flautas and chips and salsa and all of those things. And they do all of those and then have just a slight twist on them to make them either 
really traditional or that kind of uh, a, a level up, if you will. Yeah, I think that's what's important in the restaurant industry is you don't want to just keep serving the same thing to everyone. And he's taken these really traditional dishes from his family and his experiences and added something to them. And they're delicious. And the ingredients, I think that's something that's really key. I think the ingredients shine the most, whether it's the Gulf seafood that they that they serve, if, you, if you're getting any of the shrimp or anything, or it's just overall the ingredients in which they use. They use very traditional ingredients and they're fresh and it's important in what they do there. The freshness is so obvious in the very first dish that um, was brought out, the guacamole, fresh avocados, tomatoes, onions, all of that in a guacamole you can just tell when it's when it's super fresh and it's so good and uh, that guacamole was super creamy and delicious yeah so the triple dip is what we kind of opened with as she was saying the guacamole was one the queso and then the um the salsa dip as well um and it's a red you know it's a salsa roja so it's that red salsa uh so fresh you can tell as well it's got a little bit of a kick to it just enough to kind of get you through there i mean it's one of my favorite chips and salsa. And when it comes to chips and salsa, right? <laughs> the tortilla chips, wildly important. And they had beautiful, crispy corn tortilla chips that, you know, hit the mark. It's salty as well. I mean, just incredible chips and salsa. Very good. And the queso was delicious as well. It was very creamy. Um, it was just all around really great appetizer to get for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then they brought out the chicken flautas, which... You really enjoyed. I did. They were really crispy um, on a bed of guacamole. They had a queso fresco and a crema on top, a little bit of hot sauce. And you know me, I can't handle hot sauce. So it was just enough, a um, little bit of kick in there. But it was absolutely um, just that perfect crunch, the perfect bite um, to get you started with your meal. Then we talk about one of those signature dishes that is kind of the uh, the level up, the modern aspect of traditional fare. They did the pork ribs al pastor, and they were really, really good. So they, they come out on a plate, and it's uh, they have a, a, a glass dome on top, and they have smoke there. And th so then they open it, and the smoke comes out, and it's just part of the presentation for them. But as far as what is actually on the ribs, it's an Echiote pineapple glaze, some chimichurri as well uh, on top of it. And it makes it so sweet and it's so saucy. And I think what they nail is that the sweetness of the sauce and obviously that, that pineapple glaze, it pairs so well with the smoky flavor of the ribs as well as the kind of pepper flavor of the Echiote. And so it all ties together and they're just some of the best ribs that you can have. And yet it it's the flavor profile is so different from barbecue ribs. Like you would typically have, eat your ribs. And so I think that's what really made it stand out as much as it did to me. Really unique dish and beautiful. It's one of those meals, everything that was, everything we got was one of those meals. You don't really want to touch it because it's too pretty to eat. Um, I've never said that about ribs before, but truly it's a beautiful dish and it comes out with the, with the uh, canister over it and the smoke pluming out of it, it, it's just really pretty. And the crispy shrimp tacos, which you ordered, those came out, and I was hoping you weren't going to touch them because they were so pretty. Yeah, so they're masa-crusted fried gulf shrimp, huge shrimp as well. And it comes with a red pepper aioli, pickled carrots, pickled onions. And I think the one thing about it, and there's a reason that they call it the crispy shrimp taco, 
there's so much crunch uh, within the taco, and it's really, to me, the defining trait about it. You can look at the aioli, and it gives that great tangy flavor that really ties the, the, you know, the pickled vegetables together uh, and the delicious shrimp, but it's the crunch that really pulls it together with the soft flour tortilla, and I think the texture really puts it over. And, and it's funny, I don't talk about texture a lot because it's not something that typically is wildly important to me. But when it comes to a dish like this, I, it's hard not to really focus on that being the selling point of it. It, it. It's so perfect in that way. I also paired it with the adobo fries, which are uh, shoestring cut fries. And, and it's very simple. And I think that's the, the thing that's most important about it is that you, you don't want to overdo the fries. And it's just some Southwest seasoning, obviously so some uh, adobo seasoning there with some saltiness there from the salt. And it's just really good French fries. And they don't overdo it from there. So if you kind of want to play it safe with maybe some tacos and fries like I did, that's kind of the way to do it. Saltiness from the salt. Groundbreaking. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I got what people, I guess, dub a girl dinner. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's that's the trend, right? That's the new thing. I don't know if it's a trend, but I've been doing it for a very long time where I either order an appetizer, call it my meal, or order all sides. It's... The sides are the best part, right? These sides were. Well, especially when you also have like three other appetizers. Well, sure. I I ate a lot that day. Okay. So for my girl dinner, I got all sides. I got the street corn. I got black beans. And I got Papa's Bravas. And the street corn was so delicious. It was one of those. Um, I have all three in front of me. But I wanted to finish that entire bowl before I moved on to the next thing. The corn, so fresh. It's got a little bit of a crunch to it, um, covered. It's got cheese in it, uh, covered in that special sauce that I don't know what they make it out of, and I don't ask any questions. I just know it's good. I just know it tastes delicious. And I think it's worth noting, too, that it does come in a bowl because typical street corn, you know, they take a corn on the cob and they make it all on there, but this one is cut off and into a bowl, too, so you don't have to worry about being super messy if you end up ordering it. Yeah, eating corn on the cob is never the most graceful thing to do so they help you out a little bit there but it's absolutely delicious it's got a perfect um kind of salty yet savory flavor to it um i could eat that all day i really could i finished that bowl i moved on to the next i ate some uh black beans i know black beans seem okay they're black beans what of it but they're really good they're creamy very creamy um I've never gotten a black bean like that. And a little cheesy as well. Yeah, they've got some cheese sprinkled on top. Um, Really creamy black beans. I've never had anything like them before. Uh, And the Papa's Bravas. So these are cubed, uh, like diced potatoes. Uh, Perfect seasoning. A little bit of a hot sauce splashed on top. Really, really delicious. Maybe my new comfort food are diced potatoes. Potatoes in any form are my comfort food. We know this, but these are delicious. That's like three consecutive meals here on the show that you've gotten potatoes. Is this a defining way to have potatoes now? Yeah, every week it changes. <laughs> Whatever. Waffle fries, and then it was another type of fries, and now it's Papa Bravas. Yeah. Like I said, I admitted this from the very beginning. Whatever form of potatoes in front of me is the best one I've ever had. And it keeps, so whoever we go to next week, they're going to have to live up to this. I'm just saying. But these potatoes were absolutely delicious. That with the black beans, with the street corn, a couple of flautas off that appetizer plate. I mean, hands down, great meal. 
which obviously was a little too much for us to then pivot to a dessert, but there are a ton of great desserts there on their menu too, and they all looked phenomenal. We didn't get to try any, but if there's any correlation to how good the appetizers and entrees are, the desserts are going to each be fantastic as well. And I wanted to say something. This felt like an experience. When the food comes out to you, it is presented with so much care and attention to detail and color that it feels like an experience. It's not just a meal put on a plate, here you go, assembly line style. This is Agreed. There is a lot of care happening in that kitchen. Agreed. And and I think that's a great way to to put it and when you create a restaurant based off of your culture, based off based off things that are important to you, I think it shines through uh from uh Aron Sanchez's work even through his properties, he has two of them now, I believe, one in New Orleans and one here. Um, it is located inside the casino. And in fact, it's one of eight dining options inside the casino. We'll talk a lot more about that in our conversation with Kevin here in just a few minutes. But when it comes to Mexican cuisine inside Lobert's, Johnny Sanchez does it well. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Along with the other restaurants there at Lobert's, um, go out, try them, let us know what you think. Drop us a comment. From a great meal to a great guest, we welcome on Kevin McCarthy, the executive chef at Lobert's. His passion for cooking was forged in his family's kitchen, cooking with his parents in New York. His culinary journey has since taken him all over the country with stops in Vegas, New York City, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Baltimore, and he's even worked in Aruba. Outside of the kitchen, he enjoys cycling and triathlons, and how about this, a two-time Ironman finisher, pretty accomplished. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, Kevin. So you know Southwest Louisiana is known for big city amenities and small town charm, meaning you get all kinds of experiences for those that are visiting Lake Charles and those who live here from food to outdoor adventures, national and regional entertainment. We've got it all here in the lake area. So we want to know how do you play in Louisiana's playground? And we've got some questions for you. All right, let's do it. Rapid fire here. Yeah, let's do it. Crawfish or gumbo? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I sort of became a little allergic to crawfish in the beginning of the season. Well, the beginning of the year, uh, get a little itchy. Um, I'll take some better drill, get past it. So it's tough. Um, I do love gumbo. Uh, probably leaning more towards gumbo. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I, I think if you require antihistamines, you probably should. <laughs> lean I should, more yeah, towards yeah, yeah. Gumbo. Yep. What is it about gumbo that really stands out to you? Um, I think the biggest thing is just uh, when you go to like a local restaurant, or if you have like a family member make it down here. Um, it's the love that goes into it. It's the time because it's something that you just can't rush. Um, it's like like short ribs, like a braised piece of beef. It takes some time. You got to put some love into it. And I think that's what it comes down to when it comes to gumbo. You can't rush it. And I love that you're someone that's not from here. This is, you know, you've had to be kind of baptized into the culture. And as, as someone that spends a lot of time in the kitchen, I appreciate the fact that how much you appreciate the art of making gumbo is just as important as what the final product is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was blown away by the food down here. Just blown away, like how good it is. It's just completely different from anywhere I've ever eaten before. Wow. That says a lot about what we have to offer. I'm sure here. we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. Just a probably. guy from New York, but man, the food down here. Um, <laughs> I, said, I probably, the first time I was down here, put on like a good 20, 30 pounds, came back. Yep. Same thing. Gumbo weight. Gumbo um, weight. Yeah. I like that. All right. Next question. Poolside or beachside? Ooh, um, definitely beachside. I love the ocean. I really do. There's just yeah. something special about it. Yep, absolutely. How how often do you are you able to get down to the coast? Do you spend any time down 
on our coastline here? Um, a little bit. Um, we'll do some running and riding down that way. Um, so usually don't spend like too, too much time in the water. Um, but I do get to enjoy being around it and everything. So very nice. nice. Okay. Next concert or comedy show. Oh, definitely concerts. Yeah. Okay. Any big shows you've seen recently? Um, last show that I got to see was tool in uh, DC. So okay. big tour. Yeah. A little yeah. throwback. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a great show and everything. So, and I know they're touring again. There's, um, we have some great concerts coming up next year. I know I can't announce them or whatever, but I'm really excited about one because you're going to be playing uh, acoustic. So I'm, be- I mean, you can announce them. Like we're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to be in trouble with us. If you want to announce it here. Well, I still got to I still got to go across the <laughs> back to work and he's, stuff like that. Yeah. So. He still has a job. I'm not he's supposed to go back. To I'm not the stuff. person that's supposed to announce the stuff. So, but I'm pumped for this one artist coming in. Oh, well, yeah, so it's good. Now we're all excited. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to all find right, stay out. Stay tuned, I guess. Huh? All right. Um, well, look, let's get into the topic at hand, which is uh, the culinary aspect of what Loberge offers. And we'll get into, obviously, the, the rest of the casino and all of the different offerings. But let's touch a little bit on your background and what kind of led you to get here to Louisiana. I know we talked about you being raised in New York, cooking with your parents. What happened to get you here to Lake Charles? Man, there's so many things. It's just uh, opportunities just moving around the country. Um, while I was working in St. Louis, um, the VP of food and beverage at St. Louis moved down here. Um, I think it was like right around 15, 2015, 2016. Um, cause we were working in the same company that was pinnacle entertainment at the same time or at that time. Um, so he moved down here and then I think within about five or six months, um, they were just looking for some new, um, leadership on property. Um, so they hired an executive chef. Um, I transferred down as the assistant executive chef. Um, so that's how I ended up down here. Never knew, um, like where my travels will lead me, you know, definitely moving around the country. And I just jump on opportunities and it looked like a fun when I came down here and visited the property. It was gorgeous. So I was like, yep, definitely. Absolutely. How so, did, how did you know food was going to be your career? I don't know. Um, it was just something that, you know, working well, growing up, uh, cooking with my parents, um, something I always enjoyed. It was always something that came easy. Um, and I just stuck with it, started working at a resort when I was able to work at 14, and just really stuck with it. It was just something that I really loved. Um, I started out at baking and then moved over to just normal, uh, I guess, regular cooking and stuff. So fell out of love with baking, which just wasn't my thing. It's it's so precise. It is. Yeah, it's too precise for me. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest difference. Now, since you've worked all over the country, you've seen different cultures at work and different, uh, I don't know, I guess you would almost say palettes of different place, regions of the U.S. Yeah. How different is Louisiana from others? Very different. Um, I just think, uh, I, I guess the joke is, is the seasoning that everybody uses down here. Um, and it's a lot of the food has a little bit more kick to it, a little bit more spice to it. Um, and I've always enjoyed that. So they always think that like people from the north have like a bland uh, like palate, um, which I guess could be somewhat true. Um, do you like a little bit more heat down here? It's good. Uh, but it's just very, very different. If I'm not mistaken, you move once you moved here to Lake Charles. You then took a job elsewhere, and you've come back since. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So I left for about three and a half years. I opened up a Guinness Open Gate Brewery up in Baltimore City, and then worked at a couple of horse tracks in Queens, New York. And I was excited to get back into a big city at first, and then uh, I was like, you know, something. Big cities are sort of overrated. Um, it was nice that there was a little bit more diversity just with restaurant wise, but I really miss just the culture, the people down here. And then uh, the food, red beans and rice, man, you just can't get the same sausage up there. So that was like the biggest <laughs> thing. 
So the food was like, man, I just miss like Lake Charles. There's no bigger ambassador for someone to not be from here, move here, enjoy it, leave and say, all right, I got to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So that v, uh, VP of food and beverage called me back on, uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was like right around July. And uh, he goes, well, executive chef's leaving. What do you think about coming back? I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> no like, questions well, asked. Yeah. He's like, well, you got to do a couple interviews. I was like, all right, let's get it set up. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's, so. great. That's great. I think that says a lot about about our little, you know, what a lot of people see is like a little small town, like you said, mm-hmm. but we've got so much to offer here. You do. It's, um, you know, it's a beautiful town, a lot of friendly people. Um, and then the first time I was here and then even coming back, they just walk you like you're just family all of a sudden. They interrogate you a little bit, see how you are and everything like that. Uh, but it's it's a great time. A lot of great people. They say, hey, how you mom and them? And then they <laughs> offer you a plate of food. That's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Kind of our love language yep. here. Yeah, yeah. Because the first time I lived here, I moved into Muller's downtown. And actually, uh, while I was moving in, um, I forgot who the manager was at that time. But that night, they brought me um, some food and everything just to get comfort in. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. That's the, <laughs> that's the standard welcome. Yeah, yeah. So at Low Bears, you're the executive chef. What does that exactly mean? What does your job entail there? What what restaurants do you have your hand in? Uh, pretty much all of them, but we have a great uh, have great leadership on property. So you got like Chef Lyle who runs the sports book, Chef Brock who's doing uh, Johnny Sanchez and the Steakhouse, and then Chef Charles who does banquets and um, what is it Drago's and some um, another uh, Asia chef in Asia, Joku. Uh, so they make my job very easy. They're very talented. Um, they're always bringing in great ideas. They're always, you know, really working with the team and cha- and uh, challenging the team and chaining them and everything. Um, so my job is just to make sure that they have everything they need, make sure all the books are balanced um, and just working with, a, you know, the executive leadership team, working with marketing, making sure we got promos going on and just keeping the guys busy. So you mentioned uh, Chef Lyle and, and you guys have... Um represented Lake Charles nationally on mm-hmm. a few occasions. Tell us about that. So that uh, restaurant takeover is pretty cool because um, it gives a good experience for one chef Lyle to bring his experience to work with another chef um, and then also offer that food that we have down here, you know, to another um, audience. Cause I know he did Nashville, he did Dallas, he did Houston. Um, Cause a lot of times in those larger cities or just other cities, they'll have uh, Cajun uh, restaurants. They're not. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was close. Cajun. I saw the quotes yeah. with your fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I never knew how much of a uh, I shouldn't say. It's just not authentic. So they'll just throw some like uh, some blackening seasoning on something. They'll get some what they call on Dewey. Um, it's just not the same or anything like that. They do crazy concoctions of uh, gumbos and just mixing in everything and stuff like that. So it's funny to me now that I know that it's just like, nope, that's not even close. That's so, not real. So when Lyle goes to these restaurants and goes to these cities, he gets to give that experience, you know, to to them, to those chefs and those cooks that are um, at those restaurants. And it's, you know, it's great. And it's one of the things that I did when I was in Aruba because um, they don't, you know, you just don't get to enjoy like real food like that. Yeah. Did you have to bring your own real andouille with you or? <laughs> um, I forgot how, t- I think Chef Lyle, um, what was it, drove to a couple of them, but then he'll also get uh, stuff shipped from here to there. Ah, so. really bring the flavor with it. Exactly. Yeah. Because, um, you know, one of the biggest things I'll probably say a bunch of times, just the sausage this is in this area, you can't get somewhere else. You know, the seasonings in this area, um, you know, some of the seafood and everything. It's just not the same in other cities. It's very difficult to get. 
Yeah, and it's all part of the Louisiana Office of Tourism, the Culinary Trails is what he kind of participates in. And I know you also recently participated in a major event with a leather local chef, Chef uh, Amanda Cusey, uh, at the World Food Championships, the bacon division, right? Yeah, yeah. Bacon as in B-A-C-O-N, the good stuff. Yep, the good stuff, yeah. (laughs) Not not the precise measurements that you gave up, (laughs) baking. Yeah, Um, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I was Amanda's sous chef, so I played, uh, you know, I was the cook, the cleaner and everything. Um, She asked me probably a couple months ago about it, saying that she was possibly going to get into it. And uh, she asked me to be her sous chef. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'll definitely, you know, help you out and everything. Um, definitely gotten to know, uh, know Amanda over like the last couple of years. Um, she's a great person, great chef, very talented. Comes up with some like really cool stuff of, uh, you know, places that she's traveled and been and everything. And then uh, mixes in some of the like Lake Charles flavors and everything. Like the garlic pop rocks at the Louisiana Food and Wine Festival that yeah. she had at her, <laughs> at her booth. Yeah. We were there and she came up and tapped me on the shoulder and she said, just open your mouth. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. I know that if she's cooked it, I'm I'm in good hands. Yep. I said, okie dokie. And yeah. it was, yeah, garlic pop rocks. Yeah. Which was the strangest and most amazing thing. Yeah. yeah. All at the same time. She was talking to me about it. I was like, how come I didn't get any samples? <laughs> yeah. She'll have to make you some. Yeah. Well, look, when we say you, when you say little bears, you think of so much, whether it is the resort, the golf course, the casino, everything about Lobert's really stands out, including what you guys offer on the food scene. What do you think about the food scene really makes it stand out at Lobert's? I just think it's the uh, the biggest thing is just the offerings. You know, we got, um, you know, some uh, big names. You got Tommy Sadonovich with uh, Drago's, uh, great seafood brand, charbroiled oysters. You got Johnny uh, Sanchez working with Aron Sanchez. Um, you know, you got Lyle in the sports book. And then a couple of offerings, like little things like D&D, daiquiris and dogs, you know, with uh, Lucky Dogs. Um, and the thing is, this is the passion that the team puts into the food. Um, yes, we have a partnership with Ron Sanchez or with Tommy, uh, but they also give us a lot of leeway with running specials, making adjustments, working with their team. Because um, those guys, like especially Aron and uh, Tommy, they're from New Orleans, so their food's a little bit it's different from that side of the state to this side of the state. Um, so we were able to make adjustments to make sure that, you know, people that are coming here really enjoy it and everything. Cause they have a different expectation of, you know, New Orleans food and then also like Charles food, especially people that come out of Houston. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is just uh, the level of love that the team puts into the food. So. You mentioned daiquiris and dogs, which I think is such a unique and fun mm-hmm. experience. So you're yep. walking through La Berge, which is, a beautiful property and suddenly you're transported you're in new orleans you're on bourbon street basically getting hot dogs and daiquiris yeah that's a really cool experience it's a cool little spot um especially during the summer um because there's so many kids in there uh we flip one of the daiquiri machines into pretty much just like a slushy machine Mm -hmm. um and it stays really really busy especially at late night um it's got a cool vibe you get some tv some good music and everything it's definitely a lot of fun that was a, a unique one. And it was just a space that was not really doing anything. And we just came up with a great idea, uh, partnered with Lucky Dogs and uh, just ran with it. And it's been, you know, it's great. I think we're in a little bit over two years now with it. So yeah. it was a fun one. The first time I ever saw it, I stopped and said, wait, where am I? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is great. It was it was really fun. Yeah. It, was, it was a cool experience. And the, the guests love it. It, I can understand why yeah. for sure. And and the beauty of those restaurants too. So like that transports you to New Orleans. Drago's has its own unique flair mm-hmm. with a major bar in the middle of it. Yeah. And then Johnny Sanchez. I mean, just the murals on the walls and the tile, 
you know, on the floor and on the bar. These are beautiful places. And the murals each mean something to uh, Iran as well, as he says, each are, are part of his family's kind of legacy. Yep. Yeah. Some of it is, um, what is it? Like the doors came from uh, somewhere in Mexico. Um, some of it has to do with like his tattoos. Some of it has to do with his artwork and everything. Um, he's a trip to work with. He was a good time. And then with the designers, um, they came in, they looked at the space. Um, they also worked in, uh, went over to New Orleans to sort of like pick their brain of um, his shop over there. But they nailed it between like all the different textures, the cool looking bar, all the flooring and everything like that. Because it's just not a um, a boring, stale white space or whatever. They did an amazing job. And when they showed us all the drawings, I was like, yep, that's it. It uh, does feel like walking into artwork whenever yeah, you're there. It definitely does. It's a, it's a unique spot. It's pretty cool. It's a really cool spot. I know we kind of gave people a little bit of an introduction to the restaurant and our On the Eat segment at the beginning of the episode. But when it comes to... Uh, Johnny Sanchez, with the fact that it is the newest restaurant on property, tell us what kind of really stands out from your uh, from your opinion of, on what's kind of on the menu. Um, the biggest thing is just um, it's not. It wanted to stand alone with uh, or stay away from like that Tex Mex category. Um, he does keep it pretty authentic with a lot of his ingredients and the way that he braises items, especially like the carnitas. Um, and there's a lot of love, and it's I guess sort of like gumbo. There's a lot of things that you just can't rush when it comes to, you know, that culture with, you know, making different sauces and making salsa. We make salsa every single day, but it's not just throwing some tomatoes, jalapeno, cilantro and throw through a blender. There's a lot of roasting. There's a lot of grilling. Um, and then it's the same thing with um, just like all the components. We make fresh to, uh, tortillas every single day. And that comes from his grandmother's recipe. We got this cool little tortilla maker. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. And you mentioned the variety. I know the sports book at Loberge is really Lyle's uh, chef Lyle Broussard's brainchild yep. in terms of what he offers. The look at the burgers. I mean, I had a conversation with him for a piece that we did a few months ago, and I was just enamored with his passion for creating and and bringing in fun, authentic uh, sports bar style food. Uh, and what he wants to kind of elevate that culture. Mm -hmm. um, it, when we first opened it up, um, it was a very small menu. And then as we progressed and everything, he has done a lot of just like uh, crazy specials. He's done some, I guess, like throwbacks to like some old barbecue ones. He's done like the chicharron uh, nachos, which it just blows me away how good those things are. Um, <laughs> and he just comes up with like uh, just a plenty of other things. Um, you have the Sportsbook burger now. Um, and then uh, I forgot what the really, really spicy one is. Um, that thing will light your, your lips on fire for a couple hours. I've had numerous people <laughs> tell me that, that they've got it, you know, just kind of puffing their chest out. Oh, they're fine. And they yeah. leave like, my goodness, that was a spicy burger. Yeah, yeah. It sits there. But and and it all is based on the the thought pattern, at least what Lyle was telling me of. When you go to a restaurant and you don't know what to get, mm -hmm. you typically order the burger. Yeah. And he said, I want to make sure that if someone does that, they remember this burger. Yeah, yeah. And so you do, especially if you leave thinking, man, this burger was kind of hot. Yeah, yeah. And just the um, the big-ass wings. The wings are delicious and all the flavors. And they're always messing around with, like, different unique flavors and stuff. So um, spicy garlic, I know it's a simple one. Probably one of my top ones that I really enjoy. So. And of course, the sports book has its own feel to it as well. It, it's kind of, again, you're transported whenever you walk in. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't think there's a better spot um, for like an LSU game, Saints game, um, when the Astros, there's just a cool vibe and energy. It's a great space. Um, 
my office is actually above that uh, that space. So when something's crazy is going on and there's like, you know what I mean? You can hear it. I'm a floor <laughs> above that place and it gets loud. And it's pretty cool. It's like, oh, got to get downstairs. I got to see what's going on. Somebody scored. <laughs> yeah, something big just happened and everything. So it's fun. Well, I bet you during during the runs with uh, Houston-led teams is probably a lot of fun to see because we do have so many Houston travelers that come and they sit and they want to watch the Texans. They want to watch the Astros, the Rockets, what have you. When those teams are playing and they're good, which all are pretty good right now, all three teams, that ends up being a fun environment, I'm sure, even if you're not a fan of those teams. Yeah. Just to sit and spectate and want to get in that atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's nothing better. It's like, a, uh, I guess, like a, a craps table that's on fire. Um, you know, it's, you know, people are allowed, the dealers are getting into it and that's what happens in the, in the sports book. It's the same thing because, um, the team's doing good place gets loud. People are getting excited. Um, servers are getting into it. Bartenders are getting into it. So it's just a, it's a great environment when that's going on. And I will say just, just to touch on the culinary aspect, their spinach and artichoke dip is incredible. Yeah. I, I, look, I know it's just it's an appetizer on the menu, but we had it the other day, and I was like, "My God, this might be the best one I've ever had." Yeah, it's the simple things, you know. So exactly, yeah, it's the things that you know people are going to order. The old faithful things, you got to make them really unique, just like that burger, you know. Make it really unique, make it stand out. Yeah, it's the same thing for uh, we're switching over from flatbreads to pizza. You know, you got your standard like pepperoni, you got like a meat one, a supreme, and everything, and then we threw a weird one on there. It was like a dill pickle ranch one that's a little bit spicy. So it's got you got your standard ones, and you got like okay, let's try something a little bit more edgy or something a little bit more fun. And it sells; it's been on the menu since we opened. Yeah, people that want to experiment a little bit when a they little go, bit. Yeah, when they go somewhere. Exactly. How important do you feel like the food aspect is for the resort experience? Um, it's something that we definitely need as the chef. I think it's the most important thing. I mean, I guess they gamble on property. There's, I guess they do. There's a casino I've heard of. Um, but, you know, to have the resort, um, you got to have the restaurants. You got to have all those offerings besides the casino. Um, you know, I'm no more important than, you know, any other aspect of the business. You got to have, you know, the beautiful golf course and the pool. Um, that's what makes it stand out as a resort, you know, to have all those offerings. So, yeah, I think it's the most important part of it, um, you know, because guests are – it keeps guests there. It keeps them happy and everything. Yeah, you don't have to leave to get anything. Like if you're coming and you're staying at La Berge, you've got it all right there on site. You've got everything you could possibly experience. The casino, the wonderful restaurants, the pool. Let's talk about that for just a second. Because yeah. that, I mean, true resort feel, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when um, the first time I came down here to interview, um, obviously they're going to put me in a nice room that overlooks the pool and everything. And I was like, and this is a nice place. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think I want to move down here. And it just adds to it. It adds all the excitement. Um, you got the lazy river, you got the big pool, you got the adult pool, cabanas and everything. Um, and when it's, you know, nice out and everything, it is a great place to really, really enjoy yourself, you know, off the casino floor, out of the restaurants for a while and everything. And it, you know, you can bring your family here and everything to enjoy. That's the biggest thing. And lucky for us with our climate, it's nice here a lot. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And very late into the year and early into the year, depending on how you kind of look at it. Yeah. Yeah. We got teased with a little cold weather a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And then it immediately <laughs> and then it immediately disappears. So that's yeah. one thing you can come. And even if you come, and you're like, oh, no, we've come during a cold snap. And the next day it's warm again and don't even worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Definitely I'm spoiled. I'm sure a lot of snowbirds visit uh, LaBerge this time of year to to try to, you know, warm up a bit and get that experience, that resort feel for yeah. sure. A lot of those guests are coming in for 
big banquets or conferences, things like that. And the food is no different there. It's amazing also. Yeah, yeah. Chef Charles and the team and uh, Chef Shelley, they do an amazing job. Um, we stay pretty busy with banquets and catering. Um, a lot of holiday parties, uh, high school reunions, normal banquets just for corporate events and everything, um, plated events all the way to, you know, buffets. Uh, what else is there? Little happy hour things, uh, past hors d'oeuvres, player parties, VIP parties. Um, we stay relatively busy in there. Um, definitely a great place to, you know, book an event. Um, and they put a lot of, it, it's like every other chef on property. They put a lot of love and passion um, into their food and they love what they do. And it, you know, that's what we do. So I know a lot of people, when they think a corporate event or, you know, lunch and something like that, they might think, oh, rubber chicken on a plate, mm-hmm. and, you know, the standard fare. But but they do. They put so much care and attention into that. Even the desserts, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there for a lunch in a, a couple months ago, and they had all these individually served little desserts on, on a beautiful display. And it just shows how much attention to detail there is. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even mention our pastry uh, pastry department, our bakery and everything. Um, there's majority of our desserts we make on property. Um, we have modern pantry. Um, so you can come in and get some ginormous cookies. Definitely the oatmeal one. Uh, they got a peanut butter, uh, chocolate chip, and they make some other flavors. Uh, brownies, dessert bars. Um, they're delicious. And then, you know, that entire team also does uh, all the banquet and catering for all the events. Um, so we make like little petty fours, little shooters. Um, they make a ton of different desserts. So it's good. It's a it's a hard kitchen to walk out of just like not just snacking a little bit on a couple of things and stuff. So I think that would be my biggest challenge mm-hmm. if I were a chef that I wouldn't just be eating constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's when you then have to take up Ironman competitions and triathlon. <laughs> yeah, you got to burn that burn off. Burn it off. Yeah, yeah. So if you ask other people on property, what does Kevin do? Eh, he walks around and just eats a lot. <laughs> I was like, it's tasting. It's tasting. Making sure. Quality control. That's quality, it. quality <laughs> control. And yep. I think we'd be remiss before we let you go not to highlight the steakhouse. Obviously, we talk about the very unique aspects of what y'all offer, but that high-end dining of what you want, the really nice cut of meat, the steak, Ember does that and, and more. Oh, man. Uh, one of my favorite fine dining restaurants um, in the city. Uh, amazing steaks, amazing seafood, sea bass dishes you get blown away by. Um, there's a crab cake that I really love. Uh, what else is there? Dry aged ribeye, if you like dry aged meat. Um, they also have a lot of great other cuts. Um, favorite place to go to. And just a beautiful um, cocktail area, great dining room, great service, and a real chill bar to hang out. Get a glass of wine, get a great uh, craft cocktail made by Kelly. Um, it's a fun, just very relaxed atmosphere in there. And the food is just amazing. Yeah, I'm with you on the crab cake. I've had it before. That is absolutely amazing, along with the atmosphere there. Yeah, it's it's just gorgeous in there. Um, I love sitting at the bar. I'm a bar person wherever I go to the restaurants or different areas, different cities and stuff like that. I love sitting at the bar. You know, you can talk to the bartender. It's a little bit more personable than sitting uh, with a waiter. Um, and it's a great place. Well, we appreciate your time, although I don't appreciate how hungry you've made me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just talking about all the offerings, so uh, maybe I'll have to uh, swing by and have another uh, meal at Lobert's very, very soon. But we appreciate your time uh, promoting what is just another amazing asset here in Southwest Louisiana. Yeah, absolutely. It was great having me. Thank you. Thanks again to Kevin for joining us here on the show, but the biggest thank you goes out to you for taking time out of your day to join us here on the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, could you please help us? Leave a follow on the podcast. It's that plus sign that you see there on your screen. Just click it right there for us. And if you have time, please leave us a rating or a review. 
This all helps us grow our audience and further share the unique experiences Lake Charles and Southwest Louisiana has to offer. Head over to visitlakecharles.org slash podcast for more episodes, where to eat, and events happening this weekend. I'm Jillian Quarter. And I'm Brady Raynard. Thanks again for coming play at Louisiana's Playground. Set you.